too many people think that confidence is binary. Some people possess it, others don't. In reality, we're all confident, and confidence is spectral and situational. So the spectrum runs from rarely confident to consistently confident. And where we fit on that spectrum at any point in time depends on the situation that we're facing. Hello and welcome to the Small Business School. My name is Craig Staley, 20-year retail veteran, e-commerce practitioner, and entrepreneur. Each week, I will interview a new small business owner that we can learn from to take our businesses to the next level. Now, let's go. My guest today is Dale Furtwingler, founder of Teaching Confidence. During this episode, Dale was a wealth of information. He talked about how you can improve your confidence level in certain areas of your life. He also gives some tools on how to more confidently navigate our lives during a time of uncertainty, especially in the one we live in today. A ton of great information and a really interesting guy to talk to. So without further ado, Dale Furtwingler. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Before we get to today's guest, I want to talk to you about a company that I use and love, Canva. Canva is a graphic design platform that allows podcasters, bloggers, small business owners, and really anyone create graphics, presentations, posters, and a whole host of other visual content quickly and easily. I use Canva for my business podcast, and it saves me tons of time and money. One of my favorite things about Canva is that they have a ton of pre-made templates for social media. I can just grab a template, change the colors to fit my brand, and change out the image with one of their 60 million plus photos and elements. It honestly makes it so easy. The other thing that makes Canva stand out is how easy it is to use. I've used all sorts of other graphic design software in the past, and the learning curve is really big. Canva is intuitive and something the average user can be proficient at in just a couple of hours. If you ever use stock photos, build graphics for social media or ads, I highly recommend that you at least look at Canva. It's affordable and it's going to save you a ton of time. Also, I want to mention that I'm an affiliate of Canva, which just means that if you go to the show notes or on craigsdaily.com slash resources and click on the Canva link and make a purchase, I'll receive a small commission for referring you. You never pay any more and it just helps me a little bit if you choose to use my link. I'd like to welcome my next guest today. His name is Dale Furtwingler. Dale is the founder of Teaching Confidence. Thanks for joining us today, Dale. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Why don't you give a little bit of your personal background to the audience? Okay. I'm a CPA by background. Spent three years with a national firm, 17 years in corporate and chief financial officer positions in a variety of industries. Then I went into business for myself, providing part-time CFO services to small to mid-sized businesses. Did that for 21 years. Then had the good fortune to have a book on pricing published by the Amicom, a division of American Management Association. Rebranded my company into pricing and did that for six years. And for the last three, I've been involved in teaching confidence. So my business has taken yet another direction. Wow. Well, it sounds like you've done it all. (laughs) (laughs) I've done a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on your current business? Well, it's uh, it's interesting. The, The reason I got into this business is that 
all of my pricing clients told me exactly the same thing. They said that the clarity they'd gotten about who their ideal customer is and what it was they valued and how much they valued it gave them the confidence that they needed to hold firm on their pricing. And they were having more fun doing business because they felt more in control. And at the same time that was going on, I had over half a dozen people say to me, I want your life. And I was like, what? (laughs) You know, I mean, it's the right one for me. I've structured it for what I want it to be, but I never considered it enviable. So I got to thinking about, well, how did I get there? Because I truly have lived that way for more than three decades now. And uh, I realized it was confidence. So I put together a little 15-minute program on confidence for a group of business people. And over half the audience came up afterwards and said, you need to write a book on this because we don't look at life and confidence the way that you do. Wow. And, so that's uh, something you were naturally doing and, and you didn't think it was anything special, but obviously people took notice. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, I was astounded when, <laughs> you know, because when I would, when they tell me they wanted my life, I would challenge that. And what they would tell me is that, well, I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it like mm-hmm. you do. Or I want to take advantage of opportunities and not worry about the consequences the way that you do. Or I want to take off more time to travel and not worry about the money. So what they were really telling me is they wanted to be free of fear, anxiety, and frustration. And that's what led me to the awareness that that confidence is what had gotten me there. Which was also surprising because despite having grown up in one of the most loving, nurturing households any child could hope to have, I was a very shy and secure kid. Sure. And so, you know, it's the old uh, saga of, uh, you know, your greatest weakness becoming your greatest strength, you know. So that's as you make that journey, develop a skill set that you weren't aware that you were going to. That's impressive. You know, I think to some degree, you know, everyone wants to improve their confidence level in one area of their life. They may be a confident person, but there might be a, a certain area where they, they lack a little bit. What would you say is the key to increasing your level of confidence? Well, the first is what you just pointed out, and that's awareness. You know, too many people think that confidence is binary. Some people possess it, others don't. Mm-hmm. In reality, we're all confident. And confidence is spectral and situational. So the spectrum runs from rarely confident to consistently confident. And where we fit on that spectrum at any point in time depends on the situation that we're facing. Sure. But once we're aware that we're confident, then we can take that awareness of the situations where we are confident and bring that to play in the situations where we're less comfortable. Mm-hmm. And what what do you think people that you've seen or what do you teach people to do to to bring it to those situations that they're they're less comfortable or confident? Is it just come down to experience or what is it? Actually, you know, the background and experience is where most people look for their confidence. And that's the wrong place to look. Mm. And the way I get people to realize that is I ask them a very simple question. I ask them, when in your life Have you faced a situation in which you've had no background, no experience, and you failed to produce a positive result? And I always get the same answer to that question. The answer is never. 
Now, we might not have gotten the answer on the first or second iteration or even the fifth. Yeah. But we ultimately find a way to deal with every situation that we're facing. Sure. And so when people, again, become aware that they have a history of dealing that, then what they begin to realize that their real source of confidence, their real power comes in their ability to learn and adapt. Mm. And, you know, again, one of the ways that I demonstrate that to people in the programs I do in the classes that I teach is I ask them to imagine a world in which background and experience were a prerequisite for progress. What would that world look like? It'd be very static, wouldn't it? Yeah. And we wouldn't really have to go back too many centuries to get a sense for that. You know, a few centuries back, if I were a cobbler's son, I was going to be a cobbler. cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> and it, there's not a lot of progress that gets made in that kind of environment. That's true. And if we had to have background and experience, how would we have all the medical advances we have today? How would we have learned to fly? How would we consider colonizing Mars? Yeah, you look at someone like Elon Musk, he, he wouldn't exist without the confidence to do something that, you know, no one has done before, really. Right. And what he's really confident in is his ability to learn and adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Well, you may have just answered my next question is, you know, how is it that some people are just naturally confident? It's just the their adaptability? Well, I think a lot of it's just genetic. Uh, you know, there's a, pre, a genetic predisposition to one or the other. But confidence is a skill that could be learned and taught. Mm-hmm. So wherever you are on that confidence spectrum at this point in time, you can move to the consistently confident area as you learn to trust your ability to learn and adapt. And you quit limiting your potential by looking at your background and experience. That makes sense. You know, we're we're in the middle of a pandemic here. It's August 18th and, you know, my kids are going back to school. A lot of people's kids are going back to school and some of them are learning virtually. You know, it seems like there's a lot of misinformation around every corner. How can we more confidently navigate through life when when there's so much uncertainty going on? One of the things um, that we can do, and uh, there is a lot of uncertainty here, so we can only work with the best information that we have available. Mm-hmm. But one of the keys is to make the decisions consciously. Too many decisions get made from emotion, and emotional decisions are rarely effective. Mm. So we have to step back from the emotion, set aside the emotions, and do a conscious evaluation of the alternatives, the pros and cons of each, based on the information that we have, and then make our decisions consciously based on that analysis. And then what what I find is that people then are a lot more comfortable with whatever choice that they've made, and they'll learn and adapt from there as they get new information. More information or different information comes. Right. That makes sense. In your book, One with the Universe, you talk about tapping into your subconscious mind. What would you say are the benefits of of doing that, tapping into your subconscious? Well, there are actually two benefits that come out of that. One is that when you tap into the subconscious mind, you can solve problems more quickly. We've all had experiences where, you know, we've been wrestling with a problem all day long and to no avail. And 
going to bed at night wondering how, what we're going to do, how we're going to fix it, and the next morning in the shower, boom, the answer shows up. Well, in essence, by wondering how we were going to solve it, we assigned it to our subconscious mind. Mm. And the subconscious mind works on it, even though we're not consciously focused on it. And when we realize that we can tap into the subconscious to do that, consciously and at will, any time of the day or night, sleep's not involved, then we can optimize both the conscious and subconscious mind. So if I'm working on something and I hit a block, I assign it to my subconscious, shift my focus to something I know that I can accomplish consciously, and then do that. That way I'm optimizing both. This may sound silly, but how do you assign it to your subconscious mind? What, what do you do? What, what's a process you go through? You simply plant the question in your subconscious mind, how am I going to solve this? And then just let it go. Let it go. Yeah, you've got to let go it go. Go on to the next thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and we've all had that experience where mm-hmm. we've gotten frustrated, so frustrated we've just walked away from whatever it was we were doing. And within a matter of a few seconds or a few minutes, the solution presents itself. Mm, yeah. So, so we've done it. We've all had the experience. It's now that we're doing it consciously and intentionally. Yeah. Consciously assigning it to our subconscious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, the second benefit is that when we tap into the subconscious, the emotions that we are experiencing are messages from the subconscious mind. And when we learn what those messages are telling us, then we can more quickly convert the emotions into productive behaviors. Mm. So if I'm procrastinating, then the message that I'm getting is I'm trying to force myself to do something I don't like to do Mm. or feel inept at. So then I can, once I realize that that's a message, then, okay, how I can ask my subconscious, how can I make this more fun so that I'll enjoy doing it? Yeah. If I don't get an answer that I'm looking for there, then, well, what other resources can I call on? Is there somebody I can contract with to do some of this work uh, because I just mm-hmm. really don't like it? Or, you know, can I go online and find a YouTube video that will show me how to do what I need to do? Mm-hmm. Make it easier. Right. So once I understand what the emotion is telling me, what that message is, then I can see alternative solutions to it. And use the one that feels right. That's great. What is something that you recommend to your clients to do every day and exercise or otherwise to maintain or enhance their confidence? One of the things is to spend a little time shortly after they rise and again, shortly before going to bed, just remind themselves of situations that they faced in which they didn't have any background or experience and they still produced a good result. Because by reinforcing their memory of those situations, it enhances their awareness that they can deal with anything that comes their way. And we never know what's going, what we're going to be facing down the road. Yeah, again, to your point, it's being adaptable. So that's, that's definitely a good exercise to just reflect on it at the end of the day and, and try to remind yourself. So you have a ton of business experience, obviously. What has maybe been the biggest challenge that you faced in business and how did you overcome it? I guess my biggest challenge was um, frustration. I would, I would know that I was doing all the right things to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish, but I wasn't getting the results yet. 
and I'd get frustrated. And when I'd get frustrated like that, I'd ask myself two questions. The first question was, have I ever enjoyed the work more than what I'm doing today? And the second question was, do I really want to put my fate in somebody else's hands again? And the answer to those two was always a resounding no. <laughs> I, always, I was doing what I loved, and I really didn't want to put my fate in somebody else's hands again. And sure. Just like that, I was able to get back to doing what I needed to do in order to get the results that I was looking for. That's a great tip. What would you say has been, you know, on the other side of the coin, what's been the best moment in your your business history? Wow. There have been a lot. I've been very fortunate. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot. One that that I really enjoy was it was a CFO, part-time CFO client that I had for 13 years. Saw them every month for mm-hmm. 13 years. And she wrote me a testimonial and said, during the 13 years that we'd worked together, there had never been a question that she asked that I wasn't able to answer. And I, I just never looked at it in that light, thought of it in that light. But I thought, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that made me feel really good. Made me feel really good. When you get that feedback like that, that's sometimes the best times you remember. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Who do you consider, who's been a mentor for you and and what's maybe the, the most valuable lesson they taught you? I'd have to say my dad. My dad was an automotive mechanic for a Ford dealer in a little town in Illinois that I grew up in. His commitment to excellence. I mean, they, every week Ford would publish some of the more recent problems they'd had and the fixes for them. He read it cover to cover, week in, week out. And he was also a great encourager. And I think that those are two qualities that I picked up from him that have served me very well over the years. Well, that's great. And and I'm sure it was it something that you just learned from watching him. He didn't probably sit you down and say, hey, son, this is this is the way you do it. It was just watching him over time, I'm sure. Yeah, it was just observing him. I mean, kids, that's one of the best ways to teach kids is by living the example, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things I teach in my confidence courses, because I really want to get the uh, confidence training to kids as young as eight to 10. Uh, Not that I have to do it, but that I'm, you know, teachers or people that work with kids develop or learn how to teach confidence so that the kids can gain that. But yeah, kids learn so much from what we do and actually trust what we do more than what we say mm-hmm. that when we live that way, and, and he did, he lived that. And I observed it, you know, over, what, 15, 20 years. And, um, you know, it, it it sunk in. That's great. So that, that kind of brings up a good point. So you, you not only teach confidence to business clients, it sounds like, but also to other people so that they can go teach confidence either to kids or other clients as well? Right. You know, I've got a certification program where I actually certify instructors to teach confidence. And right now, I I just recently completed the uh, second certified instructor. So I've got two now. Great. (laughs) And we're, you know, so I'm expecting as this pandemic eases up that we can accelerate that again. And these are both, one of them's dealing with kids, excuse me, the other is dealing with business people. 
Well, that's that's definitely a, a great angle to take is with the kids. I never even thought about that. But for whether it's kids or adults, it's it's definitely an important lesson to learn. Well, I really think that, you know, I mean, one of the reasons I'd like to get it to kids around the ages of eight to 10 is that I feel like if we can teach them these lessons, then as they get into the teen years, the hormonal stages, Mm -hmm. changes that go on and all the self-deprecation, it might be easier for them to navigate that, to mitigate some of that. And I've had good, um, I taught 10 kids at Parkway's Spark Entrepreneurial Program on the second level of confidence. And it was a six-week program. And one young woman, and I frame it as training your mind to think counterintuitively. And so one young woman out of that 10 wrote me a testimonial and said that she was now seeing things that she had never seen before, making connections she had never made before. And she was doing it so automatically that it didn't seem counterintuitive any longer. It just seemed like the natural way of thinking for her. That's great. And uh, one young man uh, took a selfie with his certificate to me and um, posted on Facebook and said that he had learned more in six weeks with me than he had in any prior six weeks of his life. And um, what I love about what I've learned about teaching confidence is that with these 10 kids, I only spent a half hour of classroom time a week. Wow. They did a 15-minute daily exercise associated with it. And that was the result they got in in just a half hour a week of interaction. Well, that's great. So if you could go get in a time machine, this is something I ask everybody, and and go back to the day when you, you launched your first business, what's one thing that you would tell your past self? Maybe a piece of advice. Yeah, I don't look at things that way. I don't look back and and wonder what if, Mm -hmm. because what I've discovered over the years is that everything that I learned along the way was essential for my success. Sure. And so, you know, it, and I learned more from my mistakes. I think we all do than what goes well. So to wish away some of the things that help propel me to where I am today, just doesn't seem like the appropriate approach to me. That's, that's a great answer. I mean, for sure, we we take those lessons, those hard lessons more to heart than, like you said, some of the successes. So, yeah. so I'm sure that's stuck with you. Well, learning and growth are, it's an iterative, iterative process. And, you know, so that to me, learning is part of the joy of living, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm going to learn something and and develop new capabilities and find new ways to help people. And that's all makes life worthwhile. So for sure, I wouldn't want to forgo that. So no, no time machine for Dale. No time machine (laughs) for me. No. Perfect. So where can our listeners find out more about your courses, your books, some of that type of stuff? Do you have a website, social media? Yeah, I've got uh, a website, teachingconfidence.com. And it has uh, information on on the three books that I've written on confidence, one for each level of confidence, and as well as, you know, the online self-study courses and the certification program. I write a weekly blog entitled For Our Kids, but I write it in a way that the message is 
really written for the adults. Mm-hmm. And then with tips on how to use it, you know, and then teach their kids along the way. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. So Facebook is Teaching Confidence. Twitter's at Dale Furtwingler. And um, LinkedIn is Dale Furtwingler. Great. I'm going to have to check out that blog. I have a couple kids and I'm, I'm sure I can find some some great information on there because the conversation with you today has been been uh, more than great. So, Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. You know, the goal is always to provide something that will help somebody, right? Yeah. And I think you've, you've provided a lot of value and, and definitely I'm going to listen back to it and think some more on it because you, you, you have some great perspectives. Well, good. Good. Well, Dale, again, thanks for being on with me today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I really like talking to people like Dale. Talking to Dale was like reading a book. He makes you think, and you walk away with new information that you didn't have before you met him. What really got me thinking was the idea he shared that confidence can be found in our ability to learn and adapt. I agree with Dale to an extent. We all have our limits. I mean, I could train eight hours a day for a year and get much better at basketball, but no matter how hard I train, no matter how well I learn and adapt, a year from now, I'm not going to be playing in the NBA. I definitely agree with Dale that we should have the confidence in our ability to learn and adapt to new situations. But we also need to have the self-awareness to understand where our true skills and abilities lie. If you're a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other grow their businesses. Join the community and let's help each other take our businesses to the next level. We'll see you there. If you'd like to learn more about our guest today or be a future guest on the Small Business School, go to craigsdaily.com slash podcast for more info. And of course, it would mean the world to me if you'd click subscribe or write a review for the Small Business School in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.